Welcome to the Platform Podcast. On this show, we're trying to educate you about the American college system. We're going to be having college coaches and student athletes joining us, talking about the experiences in America, and hopefully by the end of the show, you would have taken away some amazing information. Enjoy. Cool. Well, welcome everyone to this webinar. Um, on this Get to the Point series, we have got Ayana Ringel, a student athlete that's currently at Alabama A&M on a tennis scholarship. Thanks for being here. Thank you. So Ayana, um, your tennis career is not like others. You know, you've had to travel different countries to pursue your dream um, and to chase your tennis career. Tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us how you got into tennis. Sure. So as Emirates said, my name is Anna Ringel, and I'm from a small island in the middle of the Pacific called Palau. So I started off playing tennis when I was, I don't know, maybe four or five. Um, my mom was kind of the coach in Palau. So I got to travel with her when she went to regional uh, tennis tournaments. And I kind of found my passion there, started playing um, compete, uh, competitively since I was like seven. Um, and then I started playing, you know, the North Pacific Regional Championship. So we kind of got all the Micronesian countries and we right. played top of those uh, top players got to play at the Pacific Oceania Junior Championships, where I was lucky enough to be the first 12 and under girls champion in 2010. So that was really exciting for me. And uh, that's kind of what started me, you know, playing in Fiji, going to New Zealand, Australia, uh, New Caledonia. Um, yeah, that's how I started out. That's awesome. And when I met you, how, what year was that? I can't even remember. Uh, might have been like 2016, I think. That sounds about right. That yeah. About right. And I remember um, I met Dan Wrighton, who was the manager for the ITF Pacific House at the time. And for those that don't know what the ITF Pacific House is, so the International Tennis Federation have got different bases around the world, and the one for the Pacific was based in Latoka in Fiji. I was there at the time, and um, Darren, who um, I was introduced through a mutual friend of mine named Clint Packer, um, got us connected, and I went and caught up with uh, with you guys at the ITF house. I remember I did a small tennis talk. There might have been, yep. I think, maybe like 20 athletes in this house. I was it mind blown. Was. Yeah, yeah, it was quite a few of us because we had like the 12 and under guys and then we had like us 18 and under who were playing like ITFs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us, tell people about what the ITF house was like and how it looked like and how you got to tennis each day. Yeah, sure. So the ITF house, oh, I lived there for two years. So basically just imagine this three-story house. Uh Kind of training and the coaches on the bottom floor boys on the second and girls in the kitchen on the third floor um you'd wake up i don't know before the sun rose is what i remember uh, we'd run down to the rugby pitch probably do you know a couple of laps over there or it'd be downstairs in the weight room um getting some of that work in um and then the kids went to school but because i was not going to school in fiji i was lucky enough to have my high school back home in palau do like correspondence learning. So I was still going to high school over there in Palau. So the kids went to school. I studied for a couple of hours after we trained in the morning. And then I got an extra session in before lunch. Um, and then I came back, you know, rested a little bit. And then everybody came back in the afternoon for the afternoon session, which was about, you know, three hours. Um, and then after that, we'd come home, have dinner, and then it was study time. And 
we just do the same thing the next day. It blew me away uh, when I got there how hard you guys worked. Like, I remember I got there and, you know, Darren was walking me through the house and you were actually prepping for an SAT. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. And you were upstairs in the kitchen, like in that dining area. Right. And, um, you know, Darren and I sort of sat on the balcony off the house looking out and it was awesome. And, you know, I said to Darren, you know, how do these athletes get to and from training every day? They're like, oh, we just walk. And I was like, how, how far is it? They're like, oh, a couple of kilometers. And it's like yeah. 38 degrees outside. Yeah. And, um, you know, like you guys were next to the sugarcane factory. And he would be like, you know, sometimes, you know, we can't train because there's so much smoke coming on the court. And I'm sitting there thinking, I've been <laughs> to some pretty cool tennis facilities where some of the kids don't have the same worth ethic as these guys. So you guys completely blew me away. And what Darren Wrightson did was honestly incredible. So, you know, when we started working together in 2016, we went through the college process. You know, we got video out. We were networking with coaches for you. Why did you decide to pick Alabama A&M? Why was that a good fit for you? Sure. So, well, one of the first things was, for me was I wanted to be an engineer. And I wanted to be an electrical engineer. So I was kind of sorting through colleges. You know, I, I didn't want to be too specific. Um, I didn't want to, you know, be close-minded. But that's kind of what I was looking for. So I almost, I don't know if you remember, but I almost ended up right down the street at University of Alabama in Huntsville. That's right. <laughs> uh, so that, that's kind of where I was going. And yeah. then um, the reason I chose Alabama A&M was uh, not only the engineering, we're accredited by uh, ABET, which is really, it's top of the line. And then um, this is a division one university. And I thought, you know what? I only have four years to play in college. Why don't I just aim and try to be, you know, the top division that I can? So that's how I ended up here. Yeah, I mean, playing college tennis is amazing. And then, you know, the thing about like there's some great division one schools and some not so great division one schools. But with your mm -hmm. program, like I really liked, you know, that it catered towards what you want to study. But you're also competing against some of the most amazing colleges in the country as well. Yes. Now, you're you're tennis ability is a bit different than others because you got a two-handed forehand right so i actually changed that no way yeah so i actually have a one-handed forehand now it oh, took some way. work and but now yeah. I've, I've got it down <laughs> nice when did you decide to change that it was crazy it was like right after you had left like no when we did the video and everything i was <laughs> we just went out to hit one day and I think it was Darren. I'm pretty sure it was Darren who was like, yeah. hey, Anna, you want to just try hitting some forehands with just the one hand? I was like, okay, that's fine. And then I just started hitting. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. Why haven't I been doing this all these years? <laughs> How hilarious is it that we sent your college video out with you hitting a two-handed yep. forehand and a two-handed backhand. <laughs> and coaches were still so keen to recruit you and everything. And then you went yeah. and the one-handed. <laughs> that's funny. Um Look, you are towards the end of your college career at Alabama A&M, so you've had a lot of experience. Let's talk about the facilities that you get access to as a student athlete. What sort of things can you, uh, do you get like access to in terms of like gyms and like tennis courts? Can you paint a picture for some of the people that haven't been there? Yeah, yeah. for sure. So uh, here on campus, we have eight tennis courts, so that's where we uh, train um, the weekdays, usually sometimes on the weekends. We also have two gyms. When I started 
as a freshman, we were working out in the same gym. It was a lot newer, but it was mainly for football. And we practiced earlier than football. So that's how we got to use that gym. So when there were time conflicts, then we started using the wellness center, which is kind of open to the public, but it was still like really good. You know, yeah. it's good. Um, we also have access to the track and field where we have a little bit of a hell week. Uh, so that's where yeah. we run like five, 400 meter sprints. And then coach is like, well, just for, you know, a little sprinkle of something, we'll add, you know, 10, 200 meter sprints, and then we'll be done for the day guys. So <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what, uh, the facilities, uh, are over here. Yep. Awesome. And what is sort of like your daily routine? I know you've got practice like in an hour's time from now, mm -hmm. right? So yep. what, what's your daily routine um, like this semester? Sure. For this semester, um, it's a little bit busy because it's my last semester of, of college. Um, so I get up, we have temperature checks because of a COVID situation. So I go to temperature checks at 630 in the morning, come back. Um, I have an internship this semester as well. So I work from seven to nine. Uh, then I have class from nine to 11, take like a half an hour break for lunch. I start up my internship again. And then I practice from two to about 4.30. Um, come home, you know, take a break. And then I just have to start studying again. Wow. <laughs> Full on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's so good to hear that, you know, you, as a tennis player, you know, you're always improving, but academically, you know, you're doing what you want. You mentioned you're doing an internship now. What are you going to do like after you graduate in May? Like what sort of things uh, have you got lined up for yourself? Yeah, so I have been really blessed. Like it's been, like this this last year, you know, COVID hit and everything. I you know I had an internship over the summer that didn't work out. Um, and then I just used one of the schools. It's called Handshake. You kind of just put your resume out there and companies kind of uh, hit you back. And I was really lucky that I, I snagged an internship with this company and I've been working with them since the fall. So just last Friday, I got a call from my manager saying he's extending an offer of like a full-time offer after graduation uh, to work with them. Um, I've also got a couple of offers, one from a Fortune 200 company and a Fortune 500 company as an wow. engineer. Yeah, so it is crazy. It's, it's, it's amazing to have so many options, you know, graduating like right out of college and I have all these options at these great companies. So yeah, it's exciting. I just got to make some decisions. That's awesome. You know, I was actually talking to a guy that owns a very large company in New York mm -hmm. and he was actually telling me that when he looks to hire people coming out of college, he does like hiring student athletes. The reason why is because, you know, over the last four years, they have had to work extremely hard, not just to maintain a certain threshold academically, but for their sport as well. So right. like their time management, their dedication, their discipline um, has to be so good. And, you know, those are things that you learn over experience. Right. And so it doesn't surprise me that you've got these things. And also every time I follow like your Instagram, you're always on some Dean's list or getting some <laughs> yeah. academic yes. on it. So <laughs> you're definitely making your family proud and, uh, you're definitely making the community you're from very proud as well. Now, Thank there's going to be some people that are going to be watching this in their own time. Some of them are watching it now. I can see what sort of advice could you give, not just athletes in the Pacific, but all athletes in general? Sure. Um, I'd say in like the recruiting process, when you haven't quite got your school down yet, be yourself. 
because the last thing you want to do is to go to a school where like you you pretended to be someone and then you have to pretend to be that someone for like four years that that's not what you want to do um also think about how this school works for you because yeah you want to be your best self but how does this school help you like i chose AM because we're accredited like most of the students here they go and work for nasa they go and work for really big companies and so i thought you know i can if I work with people who are the best, you know, I can be the best version of myself as well. Um, and then I think the last thing I'll say is learn how to communicate. Cause I, I think Amrit remembers, I was very shy. I didn't like talk to anybody when he first met me. And now it's kind of like, I've learned that, you know, in order to help yourself, you need to really speak up if you need something or if you want to say something, that's, that's your time to, you know, say what you want to say. I just got to say, um, to wrap this up, you know, super proud of you, mate. You've worked so hard over the last Thank four you. years. And, uh, you know, that's one thing that Darren Wrighton told me. He said that one thing about you is that you work really, really hard. And I know that you are an amazing role model for a lot of young athletes coming through. You know, every time I work with an athlete, especially from the Pacific, um, they always mention your name. It always comes up in conversation. You're like a massive celebrity there. So That's crazy. <laughs> not even crazy. joking. I swear, <laughs> I promise. So honestly, well done. And um, I can't wait to catch up with you, hopefully in person soon, um, once this COVID business ends and we're allowed to travel. And, um, you know, I, I look forward to keeping in touch with you. And thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your time. No, thank you for this opportunity. No problem. Thanks, Ayana. All right, have a good one.